we all need forgiveness. Even if it was one thing, we have been made unholy. And so through Christ, we're able to wear, you know, that holiness so that we can enter and be made righteous Mm. before God. Yeah, that's good. Hello, welcome to the Biblically Center podcast. Hello, hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Good. Sometimes I never know in these openings. I mean, I know we're saying hi to them, but then I also feel like you and I are kind of saying hi to each other. <laughs> That's true. So anyways, my name is Johnny Jordan, and this is my wife, Danica Jordan. Hello. We've been married for 13 years. We have. Which is pretty cool. That's not new. We didn't have an anniversary anniversary recently, but it's good to remind yourself. Thirteen years is a pretty significant amount of time. Yes, I know. On the grand scheme of how long some people are married, we're still on the baby end. Yeah, but thirteen years still seems like a decent amount. It does. That's a pretty good commitment. It is. That's like all of school, all yeah. of primary school. Yeah, it is. We could have gotten married, started kindergarten, and already graduated. <laughs> Uh, you want to hit us with our mission statement? Uh, sure. Biblically centered equips your family with knowledge and conversations for you to live and defend your Christian faith. And so today we are doing virtue F, uh, which how Danica put it last week. Um, that means we've done A, B, C, D, and E now. <laughs> yes. So now we're moving on to virtue F, which virtue F states that we forgive frequently, showing grace and mercy to others and ourselves. Yes. Um, we're going to work. Thank you for those who have listened to our episodes up to this point, um, especially those of you who have been so kind to give feedback. Um, I do know the last two episodes were a little longer. Uh, we're going to we're gonna make this one sh- short and sweet. Okay, good. That's our goal. Good. Shorter and sweet. Um, but yeah, we are uh, <laughs> Virtue F. I'll read it again one more time. Y'all ready? Are you ready? Yes. You want to read it together, like in unison? No. Do you want to try? No. We forgive <laughs> frequently. I forgive you for that. <laughs> Showing grace and mercy to others and ourselves. Um, how about you do some definitions for us, since we love definitions? Yes, we sure do. Okay, so forgiveness seems a little uh, self-explanatory, but it is the act of forgiving. And the forgiveness of our enemies is a Christian duty. Um, it is also disposition to pardon. What does that mean? Um, disposition would mean you are in a state of uh, continual um, looking for ways to pardon. That's your your disposition is um, like that's your stance. Set yes okay. stance yes, mm-hmm. and willingness to forgive, and then mercy is um, withholding what we deserve. So it's also because mercy and grace kind of sometimes go hand in hand. Uh, Grace is getting what we do not deserve versus mercy is withholding what we would deserve. Yes. So mercy, it's been withheld. Grace is giving. Mm -hmm. So we experience both through um, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, Obviously, we are... We deserve um, eternal punishment for our sins, uh, but in return, we get grace. We get the opportunity to spend forever in heaven. So it's an exchange. 
Uh, but for, for the purposes of today, we're talking about mercy because um, some people might deserve things or you think that they do and maybe they do. Um, and maybe you think yourself does as well in certain, certain circumstances. But we're going to withhold those things um, to realize that God is just and so justice will be, um, everyone will receive justice. Yes. So God is over justice <laughs> and he ultimately, people who deserve things, they will eventually receive their punishment or just mm. dues. But that is not for us to decide because we ourselves are not just nor perfect to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Does that make sense? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So forgiveness, though. Yes. Forgiveness is the key ingredient in any relationship. And so we need what to... What exactly is a key ingredient? Um, I know that term is used a lot. Is it like the ingredient that if... Because you know, I know like there are some recipes out there that, for instance, you could probably swap out an ingredient right. or omit an ingredient and you can still produce the recipe. But my assumption is that a key ingredient is like the ingredient that if you don't have it, the whole thing... Doesn't right. So like for cookies, it, it would be apart. like baking powder would yeah. probably be a key ingredient or you're going to get mush and obviously flour and, right. but if you excluded the chocolate chips, technically they're not a key ingredient unless right. you're making chocolate chip cookies. But we're saying that f- for a healthy relationship, you have to have forgiveness yes. in order for it to be a healthy relationship. Correct. Yes. I heard that. So we need to learn how to receive it and how to give it. So there's both and we receive it in our vertical relationship with God and sometimes with others. That's what we just talked about. Um, and we give forgiveness in our horizontal <laughs> relationships with people. So we cannot give forgiveness, nor does God need to be forgiven. Um, so the forgiveness that we, it is just granted to other people. But we receive forgiveness from God and others. I didn't follow that. <laughs> You're saying we can't what? We can't, we can't forgive God. There's nothing oh, that you're we talking need about to forgive between God. Between us and God. Yes, vertically. Uh, okay. Yes. Vertically. Gotcha. <laughs> I missed that distinction Ver- there. Vertically is up and down. I know. I know what vertical is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> we're going to have a little fun, right? Um, but when it comes to horizontal relationships, we have to be willing to forgive. Yes. To give it and to receive it. Right. Um, which one of those do you think is harder? Is it harder to forgive others or harder to ask for forgiveness? Um, I feel like it might be different for different people. I feel what like about me? in giving forgiveness, <laughs> you have to admit that you yourself were wrong. So uh-huh. sometimes that's a lot harder to do because you kind of first have to admit it to yourself before right. you can. I'm really, really good. And you know this, at feeling like I'm in the right <laughs> And then like an hour later being like, shoot, I wasn't. <laughs> but like, then I'm think- sorry. I felt so right. And I'm sure I feel like this might be a common state in people. But, you know, that feeling of just like feeling like you're so right. Or, you know, and then you finally say it. And then like an hour later, you just feel kind of silly for saying it. And You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like Sometimes you made it I a big deal way. and then it was like it didn't even and matter. Then you say it and you're like, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. And now I feel like a goober for making it a big deal. <laughs> whatever um yeah i'm sure other people feel that way too Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we'll start with Psalm 51. So it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse, and cleanse me from my sin. <clears throat> and then Hebrews 9.22 says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. We know from our previous virtues, uh, specifically D on dedication and the Bible, that the Old and New Testament are a unified story, mm-hmm. right? So it's all God, and Jesus comes in the New Testament and fulfills what was set in the Old Testament through the law under the Mosaic Covenant. And so blood had to be shed sacrificially to purify the people of God. And sin requires a blood sacrifice. That's just how God designed it and what he did so that he could fulfill what he wanted to fulfill. And so all of those sacrifices were a foreshadowing of Jesus's death in the New Testament that once and for all covered sin. And so just to remember that, that... Christ came and accomplished what only he could. And that now paves the way for us to be forgiven. And we don't have to raise and slaughter goats and sheep and cows anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a blessing because we can come to him whenever we want. It doesn't have to be reserved for a time or a place. Uh, when we know that we have sinned or fallen short, we're able to freely come before God Um because of what Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we, that's good. And Psalm 51, I know we read, we read that one as well. Um, which obviously there's a lot of, of wisdom and insight in all the Psalms. And, um, so Psalm 51 is written by David. Okay. Um, and it's written pretty soon after the events of Bathsheba. Okay. So the prophet, I think Nathan comes to David and basically tells him that that God is passing over his sin. And then this psalm is a response to that encounter with the prophet Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but this is obviously, it's the whole Psalm 51 is a prayer of repentance from David because David is a man after God's own heart. But obviously, <laughs> you know, this story is wild. Like literally, it, yeah, we know Bathsheba, but then her husband gets sent off to basically to his death. So, but I think it's just an encouragement that, like, when we when we think about forgiveness, I know I asked you that question earlier about what's easier. Sometimes I think it's uh, what's uh, I'm trying to think the best way to explain this. Sometimes I think it's easier to forgive others than it is to believe that you've been forgiven. Oh, yeah. Um, if that makes sense. And so I think in the context of this verse, like it's just a, or this whole passage, actually, it's just a good reminder that none of us are too far away from God to receive his mercy. Right. Um, and I know, I mean, there's, whether you, you know, were saved at a young age and have lived a pretty, you know, 
life where you haven't done any grave errors or anything like that, or you're someone who has lived an entire life of sin and debauchery and yada, yada, just that reminder that none of us are too far away from, from God to reach in and and to save us is just a, a powerful reminder. Yes. And I mean, if you look at any story in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, I mean, that's who God chooses to use are people who are broken and know that they need a savior and aren't relying on themselves. Um, Right now I'm studying Abraham and Sarah and, you know, God keeps promising you're going to have an heir. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then Abraham's like, but I've been waiting so long. Maybe I need to try to make it happen. Does that obviously goes horribly, but God still is faithful to the covenant and the word that he committed to him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, every story of any ancestor of Jesus in the old Testament just shows God's faithfulness to use those people um, who just know that their ultimate hope lies in him. I mean, I'm thinking even Ruth, you know, came from a pagan nation and became the father or the the mother she of did. the father. This is the no. 2023 version. <laughs> uh, no, the mother of Obed, of Jesse, of David. Mm-hmm. So um, I think forgiveness is just important to know that we all need it. And then how we accept that and still live a life dedicated to God um, is just really it's really beautiful knowing that he uses anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time they are people who do make mistakes yeah. and acknowledge them. I guess right. that would well, be that's the key. The, yeah. And I think that's a key part of Psalm 51 is like when I say God's reach is not too far from anyone. It's he's not too far from anyone who truly is repenting. Right. Um, Psalms 103, 10 through 12 says, he does not deal with us according to our sins, kind of what we're just saying, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him as far as the east is from the west. So far does he remove our transgression from us. And I think that's a really important thing to just think about because I think we can remind ourselves over and over and over and over of things we've done or that people have done to us or um, I think we keep a running tally mm-hmm. and, you know, it says God doesn't do that. Right. And so I think it's really helpful. Obviously, I think we've spoke before about boundaries are important when it comes to people because we are finite and we do make mistakes, but um, allowing that forgiveness to really make an impact on how we treat people to give them a second chance to allow them to see God's goodness flowing through us to them. Um, Yeah. I mean, this, this Psalm is also a good, a good reminder. I mean, obviously I know the topic of here is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about today. But like you had stated earlier, we do a really, really good job um, of keeping our record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and we, it's hard to believe that God doesn't do that Mm -hmm. because it's so easy for us, even when someone has forgiven us or we forgive someone else to still have that record of wrongs in us. 
but oftentimes I think in ourselves, sometimes we hold on to these, a lot of people will hold on to their sin and will almost start to identify with it. And it sort of, in my mind, belittles a little bit what Jesus did on the cross Mm -hmm. because like he did forgive us of our sins and we know that God doesn't um, keep remembrance of these sins as well. And so I know for a lot of people it's easier said than done, but just the importance of us resting in the confidence of, of knowing that like we are forgiven mm-hmm. and we should come to the cross with thanksgiving, knowing that we, we are forgiven. And again, like I said earlier, no matter where you like to put yourself on the scale of quote unquote good or bad, you know, whether you've lived a decent life or, or not, or, you know, repentance is the key. And now we are forgiven and we can come to the father with Thanksgiving because we are made right. Yeah. When I think also to go along with that and how God does forget and how we are, we struggle with that. I mean, that's why we wrote this. We forgive frequently because we could have just said we forgive one another, mm-hmm. but we know that, um, Peter, isn't he the one who asked Lord, how, how many times should I forgive? He said three times three, and then I think maybe he said seven times seven, or no, three times three, and then Jesus said seven times 70. Um, he one-upped it, and I think that is key to what we're speaking to, our human finiteness. Again, we keep those tallies, but each time interaction with that person, it's going to take us to forgive them a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until they are in our mind, until we have forgiven them mm-hmm. as they should be forgiven. Because hurts do run deep and the things that they do can be really hurtful. You know, people hurt one another. <laughs> and so to say that just one time and then you're going to go on and be happy around them all the time Mm -hmm. is a false idea. Yeah. So to be mindful that we're going to continual frequently forgive is helpful. Right. All right. So first John one, seven through 10 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So if we continue to have unrepentant sin, we are not showing Christ in what we do. So we have to continually ask for forgiveness from God and from others, but be genuine about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that whole thing is talking about if, if you are saying that you haven't, you're not being genuine, but I think also our forgiveness has to be genuine as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right before verse, I think it was either verse five or verse six, where it, it basically says that if we're walking with Jesus, we cannot walk in the dark mm-hmm. and specifically on the topic of um, forgiveness, like it's just important for us to, like we've said before, and I know that, you know, this is in relationship to our, our children because I do think it's important that 
there is that open door and like one, we have the ability to apologize and ask for forgiveness of our children and that they, they see that on display, but ultimately like us as Christians there, you know, there's plenty of opportunity for us to, um, find faults in others. You know, uh, that's one of the reasons a lot of people end up leaving the church is because a lot of people just can't wrap their minds around all these people in a church, but yet feeling like there's hypocrites that exist within the church even though we all know to some extent we also are hypocrites um we don't always live up to the expectation um so but all that to say if you're actively involved in a church you will have the opportunity to be offended you will have the opportunity to hurt someone. You will have the opportunity for someone else to hurt you. But it's just important, like this verse says, when when we walk in the light, he is the light, and we have fellowship with one another, it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses all of us from sin. So it's just important that um, if, if you've offended someone or you've been hurt in the church, that you don't flee into darkness, but that you you have the conversation with the individual in the appropriate way, but that you go before the, the cross because that mm-hmm. is in the light and the light exposes us and heals us. And it's just important. I think, cause I, I mean, I know, and I know you can probably think of a handful of situations and instances, but of people who get offended and rather than bring it into the light to allow healing to occur in that relationship or that situation, they flee. And usually when they flee, and again, I know this is general is a generalization, but I know a, a lot of times where people are offended in the church and leave, they end up leaving into a lifestyle of darkness. Right. Well, and I think, I think we do a disservice to ourselves, to the name of Christ. If we try to come off as knowing everything or having everything just so, mm-hmm. because that's not true. We have been justified with Christ when we receive salvation and now it is a sanctification or a working out. And so that's what these virtues are to help is that we continually are developing these things within us and letting them take root in our life so that we can produce fruit. And that fruit is forgiveness, like you said, and for us as a church or as a community or as a family to say, we've got it all together, knowing that you're probably going to stumble or make a mistake at some point Mm -hmm. is not really showing what it's about because it is about exposing those parts of ourselves that aren't perfect or need to be perfected and allowing others to speak into our life on that behalf, obviously allowing your pastor and leadership to guide you in that as well. But then also a community, iron sharpens iron. So you're around other people, again, developing these things in you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're showing the world too that you're you're going to find hope and salvation in Christ and joy. But it's still a process. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you put on this sheen of now I've got it together... And then if they enter a relationship with Christ and it doesn't happen for them, like you're saying that it did for you, then they could get really frustrated and get really, what am I trying to say? They will think, A, you're a hypocrite or like how, or how did they get their life so perfect and mine doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. 
So I think we always just have to be really mindful of allowing people to see the things that we are struggling with, showing them our reliance on Christ so that they know that it will take work, but that they can get through it Mm -hmm. as well. I hope that kind of... Yeah, that was good. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just important that people see an authentic representation of a, of yes. a Christian life, which is not the expectation is never perfection. Right. So people need to see that we aren't perfect, but that we truly rely on, on Christ and that, um, we're people who have been forgiven of much and hopefully we're people who also can forgive much. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't coin this phrase, but I know the phrase is like, don't, don't receive grace with a shovel, but give it out with a spoon kind of thing and so I know we we're oftentimes like oh god forgive me like I'm sorry you know I did this again like I thank you for forgiving me but then when it comes to someone forgiving us you're like well we need to give it time or we'll see maybe you can earn my trust back right or my forgiveness well there's the story of the king forgiving his servant of a lot right and then he turns around and requires a little of that person and has him thrown in jail and then once the king finds out he puts the other man in jail. Mm-hmm. I forget where that is, but mm-hmm. yes, it's like he was forgiven of so much and then went and nitpicked that this man over here where he should have been like, Oh my goodness, I've been forgiven of so much. Now I can let other people off the hook because I now am no longer on the hook. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to forgive much because we've been forgiven of much. Yes. And that goes back to God's holiness Because even if you were to do one sin, you would still not be qualified to enter into eternal life with God. It is the act of Christ that covers even one sin all the way to millions. Mm -hmm. Like we all need forgiveness. Even if it was one thing, we have been made unholy. And so through Christ, we're able to wear you know, that holiness so that we can enter and be made righteous Mm. before God. Yeah, that's good. Um, And then just to kind of start us to wrap up, um, the Lord's Prayer, Matthew uh, 6, 9 through 15. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have been have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others for their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And so we, we're not asking for daily justification because that's already been happened through the work of Christ. However, the Lord's prayer does lead us to restore our fellowship with God after we have sinned. So if, so it's kind of the same thing with other people. If there has been an instance where you've rifted or created strife, or if they've created strife with you, like that relationship, it's a little hard to move on unless you address that. Mm -hmm. So in your relationship with God, you don't need to be justified because you've already gone through that process by accepting Christ into your heart, receiving salvation and justification. But there is an aspect to it of you're in a relationship with God. So you should, or you should want to restore that relationship to be healthy. Mm -hmm. 
And so that takes acknowledging what you've done. That takes admitting it to God. And then that takes um, receiving forgiveness, which he does offer. Mm-hmm. So parents, like we said before, um, forgiveness is an important thing for your children to understand because it is not a natural response. Nope. It's not, you don't have to hear this from me, but you know that um, forgiveness can be a challenge sometimes. Um, and so be willing and able to forgive your children and then show them how to you almost have to act it out for them when they're younger and when things happen between siblings you can't just be like tell me you're sorry Mm -hmm. you have to kind of foster okay let's think about what happened to you what happened to that other person how did that make them feel and you and then you kind of have to walk them through that process, which it sometimes looks different for different circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I think the first step, at least for me with our children, is making them acknowledge accident or on purpose, like someone got hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't want to be hurt and you would want someone to recognize that and to let you know, A, if it was an accident, like, I'm so sorry that that Mm -hmm. happened or that I let that happen. Or um, if it's on purpose, it's realizing I made a mistake. And then, you know, will, will you forgive me so that that relationship can be restored? Mm -hmm. Um, I talk to our kids a lot about, you know, we don't want to plant seeds of bitterness and an easy way for that to happen is when forgiveness doesn't happen Mm -hmm. because you're bitter against that person for not asking or acknowledging that. Um, and sometimes that, sometimes you don't get that forgiveness right away from other people and you just have to, you also have to talk to your kids about that. Mm -hmm. You know, what if something happens to them and forgiveness isn't given? That can be challenging. Yeah, it can. So. Well, we were able to wrap this one up, uh, I think, shorter than the last. Um, so, yeah, good <laughs> good length. Uh, if anyone wants to guess, um, next virtue uh, is going to be virtue Ooh. G. Wow. So Gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, visit biblicallycenter.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're approaching the holiday season. Yes. Um, so we'll probably have some goodies or something there maybe to help make okay, okay. a holiday season merrier and brighter in the near future. Um, we have several things on our free resources yes. tab going along that with the holidays. Uh, we have a gratefulness challenge, which has been helpful. Gives you 30 days. You don't have to do it 30 days straight. You could just take any 30 days throughout the next two months mm-hmm. to do with your family um to foster gratefulness and yeah i think this time of year just always makes me maybe get a little more introspective about what are we focusing on what what does our family um champion what do we value mm-hmm. um because you want to make fun traditions but you also want to keep your focus where it needs to be yeah so yeah um and like i said that's biblicallycenter.com Thank you for liking, subscribing, sending to your friends. Follow us on social media. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're just trying to help get the word out. So appreciate it. Uh, and you guys have a good day and we'll see you in theory, but not in really, uh, next week. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.